0: If you'd like to support the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, shop at our merch store, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Special thanks to our patrons, M. Trichkovsky and Tony Irons. To become a patron, go to patreon.com slash what's my thesis.
1: Revolutionary Painter. Shepherd Fairey. Mm-hmm. To me, when I see those murals that he did now, they become almost the mapping point of gentrification. Yeah. The political iconography is now usurped and is now part of the aesthetics of this hipster, mm-hmm. you know, who likes to be cool and political in a neoliberalist he- way.
0: Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview and ask What's My Thesis. Today, my guest is Raul Baltazar. How you doing, hey, I'm
1: doing well, Javier.
0: ¿Hablas español? Sí, sí. Sí, sí. Okay, cool. Spanish. You never know over here. It's an interesting thing because in Miami, like everybody's Cuban and it's a lot of first generation Cubans over there, so it's not... Um, there's not a lot of people that don't speak Spanish that are, that, are, that are Cuban in Miami just because the parents moved it here and then all of my generation, at least Gen X going into like early millennials, mm-hmm. all of those kids were like first generation. They all spoke Spanish at the house. So like when I came over here, it was really different. Like over there, it's part of being the club. You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't speak Spanish, you're kind of an outsider. Yeah. Whereas over yeah. here, la gente hablan a lot of English. <sighs>
1: exactly we speak a lot of english uh but um i it just takes a while to get back into the flow of things and it's so interesting like also how many different types of spanish there are yeah like today i was hanging out with this cat uh who's from spain so it's completely different from someone who like let's say lives in mexico city and then they or some other Chicano cat, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Are you Chicano if you don't? Um, if you if you speak Spanish, is that con- still considered Chicano? Is that just because of the locality, or? I I don't know know too much about that. that oh, that... The, that cultural identity. So that's why I ask.
1: Okay. Um. I think uh, being Chicano is more about your politics.
0: Okay. It's a. It's a. It's
1: a. It's um. A... A politics rooted in social justice struggles that were happening in the late sixties. Um, I think that it's also part of um connecting with indigenous um you know, it's like uh mexicano, Mexico, Chicano, you know. um so yeah, I, I think it's been in in connection with your history. Growing up here in, uh, what's now called the United States of America and finding your identity and not just trying to, uh, fit into the dominant culture you know? Yeah. yeah. And forgetting your own, right? Your own culture. Um, but, but it's a little left leaning politicized kind of a consciousness, I would say.
0: Well, I mean, if it's in response to the U.S.,
1: <laughs> what yeah, are the most
0: right-wing. Like, if you look at who the U.S. tends to coo in favor of right-wing politics, like it because it's easier to control a, a client state like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, there I go with my Cuban shit. <laughs>
1: no, well, I mean, I think it's interesting, right? Like for myself, thinking about, um, I think I come from a culture that. Has dealt with three empires, you know, the Aztec empire, Spanish empire, American empire, you know, and how in the midst of all of that, you have to use uh, cunning and guile to survive, you know, as a people. Yeah. And especially not only to simply survive, but to flourish and to uh, still Celebrate life and, and to live with uh, peace and dignity, right? Within yeah. this context of an, a violent, um, violent empires that are going to discipline you if you're falling out of line in, in various forms. And then on top of that, you end up getting caught up and dealing with uh, sanctioned and unsanctioned forms of violence that you have to...
0: you're not even talking economic sanctions. That's where I thought you meant, but now I hear what you mean.
1: Yeah, because you have, let's say, like, we're caught in between the police, the FBI, the sheriffs, and the narco cartels, you know, and the gang violence. And the violence just of your own, just trying to, like, punk you in whatever form they can sometimes, you know, like, for for a dollar, just for whatever, place in, in line. So... I always think about strategies of survival, you know, especially, um, and, and surviving with peace and dignity, like, um, that in itself is an art form, right. Or, um, something that I think a lot also, how do you survive? Like what Charles Bukowski would talk about is like, you know, with, with style, you know, like how rare that is, right. <laughs> to find people with style yeah, you know, and grace and, and I'm um, just how to live life on your own terms. I mean, life is so short. You know, it's sad to see people get caught up where they they're already dead, they just haven't fallen over yet.
0: You yeah. Know. No, definitely. Especially right now.
1: And I think that's why this country loves zombies so much. You know?
0: Yeah. You think that zombies are still in the zeitgeist? Well,
1: I think zombies are uh, a mirror to mm-hmm. what most of us are, you know? Yeah. The walking dead. <laughs> spiritually, uh, just uh, spiritually gone. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like you've had your spirit taken from you and you don't even know it. Like, it's so, uh, it's so incredible, Yeah, you know? how precious that is and how easily you could give it little by little. So anyhow, I think a lot about these things in my art form, um, you know, as an artist, I always have all these ideas of films and, and stories I want to tell mm-hmm. mostly stories in whatever form come, come about. But I always think about some artist who wants to make a deal with the devil and <laughs>
0: he kind of
1: laughs and says like,
0: Oh shit, you're getting you close to home, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm trying to monetize this thing. I'm like uh, thinking about that a lot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like dude you already sold your soul a long time ago
0: you know it's
1: <laughs> just like it's, dun, 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 dun.
0: it's funny how as americans we all flirted with like socialism for a little while and then like after bernie's campaign Like after that, it was was a wash. The whole like socialist movement in the US is gone and everybody's just becoming a pragmatist because they have seen like people with businesses just lose them over over the pandemic shutdowns and stuff like that. It's so crazy. You know, you can spend your whole lifetime building like a restaurant, you know, or like working in a noble industry, like the service industry. And all of a sudden you're like fucked, you know, and there's no backup plan for you. It's pretty crazy. Like, it, I think that speaks to what you were saying about zombies.
1: It was a really hard thing with, with Bernie, you know, Sanders and, and all that. Like, after Barack Obama, I never in my life thought we w- I would see a black president. I just really thought that, you know, it's just white people in control and people of color, like, going to be in the struggle and that it's going to be a long time from now. Yeah, you know in in my lifetime to see us actually figure out a way to creep into you know these positions of power and and by the way um i always catch myself that i i think it's not truly power it's the illusion of power it's just more of a position of authority Mm -hmm. you know i think true power is free it's health it's it's uh It's, it's culture, it's connecting to the sun, you know, it's all those, those true elements, subversive things, it could be subversive, but it's also just what really like, like health, the -hmm. sun, the earth, the land, the, you know, like the beauty of a kid's smile, like, uh, like that access to appreciating that is, is power, you know, or this, we have these medicines in our culture. You know, this legacy in our culture um, that connects us to power. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to think that these people have power when they have authority yeah. in a man-made system that's supposed to control us if we let ourselves to be, be controlled. And, and um, I think the trick to life is to try to be as free as possible and not be controlled all the time. Mm-hmm. Even if as a performance artist, I of, often work as the trickster and I have a character that I created, Dojli Seven, the Aztec Bunny, and he, he tries to to win and to be victorious in these little feats that he tries to accomplish. And even though it's a momentary victory, you figure that life is made out by a bunch of moments. Yeah. You know, so it still has value in that regard, you know, even if it's the smallest gesture, you know. And so, yeah, any, anyhow, like I, I think a lot about um, things like that. And I've dedicated my life to being an artist and I, I've made a living as an artist since I left the Navy mm-hmm. when I joined the military at, uh, 18 years old, you know?
0: What was that like?
1: Well, it was duplicitous. It was very interesting because I, uh, you know, as an artist, I wanted to live an interesting life with adventures. And I, uh, had a lot of critique towards the military industrial complex towards the United States, imperialism. And at the same time, I, I just thought, like, uh, I can't be taken seriously unless I've actually seen or been a part of it somehow, like, to really critique something. Mm-hmm. So I figured, oh, I'm going to join the Navy. I'm going to get out of here. Plus, I had people wanting to shoot, literally shooting at my house. And, you know, I was getting caught up in a lot of trouble here in L.A. Where
0: did you grow up? What, Here in LA. But like what part? Any particular area? Uh, El Sereno. El Sereno. Yeah.
1: We were, there was a big house party scene at that time, mm-hmm. but the the promoter groups of all these, mostly young men, uh, young women, but mostly a lot of the, the men would get all fucking drunk and violent. And there was always a fight. And if you went to the party, or part of that scene. You would carry a knife or a bat in the car or guns even, and before you knew it, there was a fight, you had to back up your friends, and then certain crews backed up other crews, and so it just became this big old mess of violence all the time when we were out partying, and I was part of that, you know, for a good while until I was just like, this is done, dude, like, I I can't keep up with this, Um, I need to get out, because... You know, I was just getting deeper and deeper into trouble. And people were literally dying or or being incarcerated, you know, for all the the mess we were getting in. And so, yeah, I joined joined the Navy. It was only a two-year program. I thought that was cool. And I barely made those two years because uh, I didn't like people telling me what to do all the time. And then I also realized that I was part of the world police, you know, the enforcer. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm I'm kind of a very duplicitous character. Like, look at how I could fit into both. Yeah. You know. And I was very subversive too, in a way. Um, where I actually painted a mural inside of a naval naval ship, you know, with Chicano iconography inside. Mm-hmm. Um, like the UFW Eagle and Fist, you know, brown fists and you know, luchadores and stuff. So that was kind of <laughs> funny. And um I traveled. I did a West pack. We traveled through the Western Pacific ocean, but I just also saw like Sin City, man. Just the Mm -hmm. craziest, darkest things that. In the Navy? Yeah. That military do in these ports. Oh, so like when you say
0: Sin City, I was thinking more of like debauchery. Yeah.
1: Debauchery. You're you're, you're talking
0: debauchery? Okay.
1: Yeah. So I started drawing a lot of this debauchery, like acts Mm -hmm. and things.
0: So you were already an artist before. Did you already identify as an artist before you joined the Navy?
1: Yeah, I, I identified as an artist since I was a little boy. Okay. Yeah. So I always knew that was my calling. And uh, I always drew, even though my drawings weren't that great, um, I was still very like uh, social political, very like, you know, uh, kind of hardcore about my politics. Loved uh, history classes and, you know, uh, un- and also just drawing a lot. You know, um, and hearing or learning about other artists, but I always realized that there wasn't ever an artist that was like me. You know, as a Chicano.
0: Really, growing up, I guess not. Growing up, no. I the. I mean, there were movements, but I guess it makes sense to not be aware of them, also, right? Because yeah. there was that. There was the. I forget what it was called. There was a thing, and the only reason I know it is because of LACMA. but there was like a. I forget what they were called, but I think that was like in the seventies, but actually I don't even know how old you are. So maybe I'm talking out of my ass. (laughs) So maybe there wasn't, maybe that was around the time.
1: Are are you talking about like, um, ASCO or are you talking? Yeah, ASCO. Okay. Yeah. Well, there were groups, that was the Um, seventies. So there's groups like Los Four, ASCO, uh, the GOES, you know, and a lot of, artists that were producing work, you know, like you're saying in the sixties and seventies and the fifties, but I, I didn't know about them, but although I did grow up to seeing a lot of these murals, Mm. you know, on the street. Mm. And so to me, that was very interesting. And I was like, Whoa, but I, but I, it was weird growing up because we're taught to kind of be a little, ashamed or embarrassed of the naivety of that work because it's not like the types of murals you would see like in Italy or like Uh. in a church or what have you. So there was always this weird tension with that. Or your parents were like, oh, we don't want you to be a cholo or we don't want you to be. And they would equivocate that with like, you know, a cholo aesthetic or like this kind of like lowbrow aesthetic. Right. So not
0: assimilating,
1: not assimilating. Exactly. And not, not call, following calling the attention, rules.
0: Calling attention to your differentness in a way that makes uh, your immigrant parents uncomfortable, maybe?
1: Yeah, because um, my parents' generation got hit hard with being uh, taught the code. What, what do you call it? The code the Kodio way of Mexicanismo, or the, to be, um, what's the word? Uh? codio Es como uh, cotisano. Or, oh, cotidian? Uh,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So there were very, you know, no elbows on the table, put your, yeah, you yeah. know, like up, like, Así se comen la, la gente decente, you know, like, all oh, these rules. No, no hables con la... Yeah. Con la con boca llena. Boca llena, abierta, you know, like... Um, so, that went along with the aesthetics, you know, of how you dressed, how you did you your that hair, that, how you...
0: Do you think that that is an Anglo thing, or do you think that that comes from more, like, the Spanish influence of, like, uh, uh, you know, because that sounds like very much more to me, as a Catholic, or as a a lapsed Catholic, which I think is one of the things, when you were mentioning that Spanish guy, I was like, oh, I know what we all have in common.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) You know? And that's one of the fucking things that's crazy about Latinidad in general, is that it is like it's either in relation to Catholicism, where people are actually actively devout, which, you know, is interesting. Uh, And then you also have like people that are coming out of that and are reacting the same way you or at the same way that like in rejecting it right like so i don't know i i think that like when you think of i mean how many country is that the same with protestantism like are all white people in white countries protestant is that how it works no i don't think so right well I'm just I
1: guess, yeah. I guess you know, like uh, like said, it was a very Spanish Spanish thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And to break you away from indigenous kind of uh, aesthetics or yeah. ways of being, right. So if you knew those rules of civility,
0: yeah, of civilizing people, yeah, yeah you have... were
1: you were a part of Mexican society, right? Yeah, and and it was interesting how even the poorest, which was what my family came from, because there was like eight, you know, family of eight kids living in a one room, you know, little Which is pretty apartment. Catholic
0: in itself too, yeah. eight kids. You know, my my for my generation, my parents had four, you know, my grandfather was 13, <laughs> one of 13.
1: Wow, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: But then I also think that that had to do with socioeconomic status too, like, cause, my, my, uh, my dad's, oh, wait, I, I don't know what I'm talking, no, yeah, on my mom's side, they, they're not as, um, I think my, I don't know how many siblings, my mom had a lot of siblings, or my grandmother had a lot of siblings, but nowhere near like 13, anyway, but I, I do think that that maybe also has to do with modernity catching up, you know, like, in terms of like, I'm sure in Cuba having 13 kids was probably, because not all of them made it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just
1: bringing it back to the to the art and everything, my upbringing, like, um, that to me was interesting, you know, like, um, seeing the art in my community and always feeling a bit insecure of it.
0: Mm-hmm. In comparison because it, to like It what? was
1: like you would see the, the, I, t, and the irony is today fed this amazing curator from Spain, went through my paintings, looking for some work in a, an exhibition. And he's like, I like, you know, I, I the first one I showed him was a picture, of, a painting of Tweety Bird as a Mexican revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And I and I named the painting my the first mural, the first mural I ever re- remember seeing, as I would walk up to school every day. Mm-hmm. And it was like confronting this Tweety bird that's my size, that's a little Mexican revolutionary with his guns. And his curator from Spain is like, I want this for the show, you know? Yeah. Like he got it. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like this is supposed to be the empire, you know, like coming down and and um but it's so ironic because it's like now you're, you're kind of taking it back to Spain, you know, and and it's the cyclical, this colonial kind of yeah. uh, returning the gaze, you know, and and it, it's beautiful that way, you know. It's so interesting.
0: It is. It definitely is. How that the, um, how do you feel that you see art now from Mexican culture? Because I it it, it it's. It's interesting what you're saying, because I've definitely heard, I mean, you. Know, I always bring up the Futurist, but they're a really interesting case study, right? And they were frustrated with old Italian art, right? Like all this like Western thing, all these things that may be, you know, like to me, it's they're basically comic books, right? Like they're the old-fashioned comic book, like you know, Christian paintings in like uh, Renaissance period, right? Like uh, that that harkens back to like classical style of painting, right? Um, I don't know if that's what you mean by murals, but that's what I think of like wall, fa- what I would consider fancy wall paintings. But they felt like ashamed of those too, right? Like it's funny the idea of like feeling like your artwork is inadequate. And I think that that might also have to do with like modernity. How do you feel like you you relate to um, Mexican, like the same kind of Mexican mural art now as opposed to then? Like, has your a perspective? Because it doesn't sound like you're ashamed. You're talking about it like you you felt it was weird.
1: Okay, well, let me regress yeah. regress a little bit. So, okay, like I'm so saying, you have your street art, your Chicano murals, right? that are politicized, that are reclaiming, right their, mm-hmm. their selves, their aesthetic, saying this is this is us." And then you have the gang graffiti also out on the street. And then you have the Catholic art, because I went to a cowboy, uh, I went to a Catholic grammar school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you see that type of work. And then of course, you see um, Picasso and Dali and some kind of like art. Books here, mm-hmm. and there, and then maybe like some references in your history book of art, or a life magazine here and there. Right, and you start seeing a little bit of modernity and, and that type of art. So you're often taught the right the the difference between lowbrow and highbrow. Is what is permitted, what is not permitted. Mm. So the lowbrow stuff that was kind of like the graffiti or the Chicano murals was looked at as lowbrow, right? And, but at, at that time, as a little kid trying to fit in, and us as little Chicano kids were even more disciplinary towards each other to try to fit in where we would be the first ones to go, ah, oh, you little wetback. Like, those aren't, fuck, those aren't real vans. Those are wannabes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, you know, yeah, where'd yeah, no, you I get you. those? I got like, you, I got you. Good, uh, you, know, so, uh, you know, Tia Lichi's taking her leave it in Tijuana. Or like, we're like mean little kids like that. We're just Cuban, like, put you down,
0: and, you know. Like, a lot of Cubans are going to know the, the slang term ref which is Refugialo, which is what we used to call each other. You're (laughs) such a ref, bro. So so I I relate to what you're saying. Right?
1: (laughs) So bad. And you're like, oh, no, they're not. They're real. I, I didn't know any better. My mom bought me some hush puppy, fucking wannabe vans. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, I thought they were real. (laughs) Que (laughs) pena. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> but you know then you turn on tv and you see ricky schroeder you know Who's ricky her, schroeder ricky Schro- schroeder was in his tv show silver spoons okay little, I, I think i remember rich white boy little white like, kid and all the surfers are wearing their op and then you're just like this little chubby brown kid <laughs> you're just like like you know it was a little different if they wore like sandals and and you know their op shorts or their like poncho no yeah and then if i put on a poncho i just look like some little wetback kid you know (laughs) yeah yeah. it's
0: not like uh it's not hip no and it's fair too because it's like i mean we're talking about la in like at the time where like la was the fucking coolest too so it's not like you're not just Dealing with the coolest people in LA, you're dealing like kind of with the coolest people in the world, right? Like the OP surfer kind of like that aesthetic of like, I mean, you get what I'm saying?
1: But it was the coolest kids and the coolest thing, but you were an invisible people, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Even though you did have kids of color that were coming up in that, like Steve Caballero and, you know, there did these skater kids that were, you know, um, a little bit later, but as a little kid only having access to television at that time and what's around you and what's cool. And the billboards like El Sereno was like growing up in a little Mexican town. Yeah. Uh, most white people or Italian people and Jewish people had moved out and it was mostly just like first generation Mexican kids, you know, and some second generation, but they were kind of weird too. Like they... <laughs> this one Latino man, I would never forget would always like, get your wet back kids off of my lawn, wow. you know, right? and it's like, dude, you're, you're Mexican. Like, you know, your parents are Mexican. Like, nah, I don't care. They were like you think he really wanted to fit into this, like Archie Bunker kind of like American, you know? And so I think later on, as I grew a little older, I, I came across uh Jean-Michel Basquiat, you know, and I was just like,
0: wow. Okay. You started to appreciate street art you're saying?
1: The fusion of it and it being and 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 hip hop culture blossoming. I mean, I I saw hip hop culture as a little kid mm. in its inception, right? I was break dancing and pop locking and wearing oh, cardboard cool. Yeah, but not really too long. But same like I tried to skate for a week and I fell on my knee and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not skating."
0: Windows you know? are hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> BMX you know like uh, all, all that stuff
0: man you're making your childhood sound idyllic um in the sense that like i don't know i when i moved to miami at, at around 12 years old like all the cool community stuff that was like in my childhood cuz i grew up in italy and we grew up in the suburbs and they had stuff like skate parks and stuff like that when i got to miami their attitude is like the beaches are our parks they barely like, you know they have parks but it's just not the same so like Ooh. when i got out here and i saw all the skate parks i'm like that's it i'm skating again i couldn't i like i couldn't miss the opportunity to have access to that so i'm just i get all padded up wow yeah i can i can i suck but you know
1: yeah but you like you like the feeling
0: huh? yeah and it's just nice to have like a spot no one kicks you out of you know like a yeah. spot where you are allowed to do it You know, i mean i'm sure it's died down but this, I'm still. There's still liability issues. Security guards are probably just not as rude anymore. Mm-hmm. They're probably apologetic, but they still, I'm sure they kick people out. You know?
1: See, we we as kids right here in El Sereno, like we, they, they built their own BMX track, I remember, mm-hmm. like in the, where the freeway stopped, where the freeway ended off where the seven tenants, it's called Sawyer's. And then we were just kids that played in the hills. Mm-hmm. And that was our playground. Yeah. We had trails that when walking to school and shortcuts. And so we still got that taste of like the little
0: rascals. Yeah. Yeah. Kind same, of same. like
1: in LA, like, you know, in LA, like as. as Leave a, the
0: house for hours. Yeah, yeah. until you hear
1: your parents yelling for you nah. to come home. Raul! <laughs> All right. I gotta go. No. Nah. And um, like friends of mine who have kids, like they won't even let them like. Go to the corner by themselves. They're still afraid. I don't know. I, it's I a trip.
0: it is a trip, but I don't know. Like,
1: I used to take the bus at twelve years old to Malrose or
0: ride my bike literally to the beach. But I don't know that I would be any different. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have kids. But, yeah, me I, but I mean, like, the world does feel really dangerous compared to when I was a kid. You know. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it's wow. probably also just like. The fact that I have something that can scare me at all times in my pocket, you know,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> it's what? like, what exactly, Oh my god! What exactly? Is, are you talking about?
0: <laughs> my fucking <laughs> phone, my phone from hell. <laughs> you know, like it, I think they call it a doom scroll for a reason. But Ooh, like, wow. yeah, like if you're if you're just completely isolated from like all of that knowledge, you know, just I mean, also just the the amount. There's always been true crime. True crime is not a new thing but the accessibility of it is so crazy where and the amount of it is so, like because of the accessibility, I don't know, there's like some, it's one of those calculus things that I, that I sucked at where you like figure out what the amount, what the perfect amount to make to keep the price low. <laughs> like mm. that's what we've hit. Peak efficiency on true crime accessibility. Like there's just so much content. So if you're like into, if you're a mom that's into that shit, I'm sure you're freaked out, you know? Or a dad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm into it. So, like, you know, that's where most of my fear comes from. I mean, we saw
1: I saw a lot of violence growing up, man. I grew up in a very violent time in the 90s, you know, with, with crack cocaine, gang violence. You know, as a little kid, the Bautistas were, lived, left, lived right on the back of our alley. They burned our garage down. You know, you had, like, what we call the original Sagger, like, the first guy we always think we, the mythos is that it was the first cholo to ever sag his pants <laughs> that we that we witnessed um just crazy but it makes for good artwork you know yeah. like i mean i saw some shit like um and um yeah i mean it, maybe that's just like a past generation like you
0: say you know it's, no maybe it is maybe it's just as dangerous as it was now that you say that you know and then but I think it also has to do with neighborhoods I think the main it's not as dangerous as it was n- no you no don't think so down. anywhere in the in the US you think I'm just probably I'm not gonna talk that, I'm, not, yeah, I'm
1: yeah. just talking about LA yeah you yeah, know? yeah no no no, yeah, no, no. I'm I, not I, talk with, for other
0: no spots, no no so. I, with that I'm definitely in 100% agreement there's no place that I've been to in LA where I felt unsafe including South Central
1: see what's interesting now is that we've had such an arc where like Kids dress like cholos for fashion. Uh huh. Where before, like you threw on some Cortez or some Dickies or a bandana. You were going to And fight? you're waiting yeah, yeah. for someone to call you out. So it was a like.
0: What did, what did you, Dickies represent? They just mean that you're about the life or what? Well, if you. It's if not like, like just, the hats out here where it's like if you wear a, a baseball hat that's like an A's, you're, you're repping one neighborhood.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you need to know the codes of the neighborhood you're in, yeah. right? And what the disses are and all that. But I'm just saying, like, if you have that look and you're walking around, like, get ready for it. You're going to, you're probably going to find it.
0: So you're saying it's not like a fashion choice. You can just, <laughs> it's not cosplay. <laughs> or if, yeah, if, if, right? it's, if you wear it as cosplay, you will find out that you are very much dressed like a police officer in a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No
1: and and um yeah, so you know, I mean that that also really made me think a lot about, like you say the like the streets when they talk, when you see them on the walls, oh, so you made me also think about, so, for example, um, if you look at murals that are out today and the graffiti on top of them, especially the ones on the freeway right mm. on the one ten, <laughs> they literally. Covered the entire Frank Romero mural and just left a little two by two foot
0: rectangle. Who's Frank Romero? I don't know. Who Frank that
1: Romero is. was one of the original uh, Los Four, you know, like Chicano muralist. Okay. You know, he's like in his late 70s, you know, probably one of mm. the most well-known Chicano, you know, artists. First Chicano to ever show at LACMA, you know. And um, at first I was like, wow, they haven't tagged on this mural but then it was like ants to a snail, <laughs> uh, and they just won, and then boom, and they just devoured this mural, and it's quite beautiful, in a very dystopic way. Yeah. you're just like wow, this is like. We are in something worse than a Clockwork Orange, you
0: know. Like. Oh, it's also—I mean, it's also it, kind of uh, kill your masters a, a little bit. It sounds like you know, like uh, uh, kill your idols, <laughs> it, 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 like reacting to. Uh... <laughs> like isn't that what the younger generation is supposed to if do if they just were but to, I, to, to I don't digest- even
1: think they were ever their idols it was more just like
0: well no or maybe i mean i just meant it in the in the elegant sense i just mean like yeah. the, the younger generation hates the older generation right i guess or they're just like
1: why is this but high I, art why is this given a budget why is this uh-huh. uh, allowed and not our shit And so they're just like that much more violent in in their attack towards that work and irreverent to say like, we're just as valid, And even Mm -hmm. more so because we're going to do it without a budget, without permission. It's it's illegal. Mm -hmm. And we're going to figure out how to get up on that wall and do this impossible performative feat. And you're going to deal with it and you just have to sit back as a muralist, you know, the, I, I mean, I'm, as was one of the things I do is murals to just go like, Whoa, like, like, all right. <laughs> like you got me like, this is the culture we live in.
0: Who would you, you know? say is the, it, so it, I keep it, I'm interested that in the, in your focus on murals, obviously you, you are a muralist. So that's probably why it comes up and why you think of it in those terms. But like, so like you're speaking murals specifically street art murals that that that, uh, that like cuz I mean one of the most famous Mexican artists I know is a muralist right it's uh, it is uh, De- uh Diego Rivera right mm-hmm. is is that like is there something to like maybe because of its street art or I don't know I I don't understand why i associate murals with uh, mexican art and now you're bringing it up is that a thing or is it just an absolute coincidence that you're talking about it and the only (laughs) and the main mexican artist that i know is is diego do you think there's a cultural I, I think, thing there? Of cause course. I was, Murals are fascinating in that way. I was man. associating it with frescoes when you were saying murals, and you were, comp- you were saying that our murals aren't as good. So who would you be comparing your murals? You were saying Picasso, right? Like Guernica and things like that, the high art versus the lowbrow. But there's been like highbrow. High I, I would say Diego Rivera is considered a highbrow. hmm uh, mirrorless. Do you do you fuck with any of that at all, or like any? Oh well, like, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely in my early education. But let's say take take for example, example Siqueiros.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when Siqueiros did Tropico America, in what was at that time like a little Mexico that they created in Olvera Street, right, for like tourists and stuff. The night before the opening, he comes in and he paints the crucified Indio. And it became a scandal, Mm -hmm. right? But he made sure to have it photographed. And then it became world-renowned as a myth Mm -hmm. until even later on, it it being uncovered, you know, by the Getty and making it a mural site, right? But that's where he used the mural as a subversive act as well. And of course, so did Diego Rivera when he painted in... um, Karl yeah. Marx, right? Or was it a...
0: yeah, it, Marx, right? It's in at the which which airport is at it? At the Rockefeller
1: uh building in New York. And oh he, really? But yeah. there's also
0: there's also an airport that I've been to that has one of his pieces. I, I think maybe DC. Well yeah, the, I mean
1: the Reagan, there's all kinds yeah, of yeah. all kinds of Diego Rivera murals, but I'm well, saying for, I mean, for him and yeah, yeah. Karl Marx yeah. in uh, no, the Rockefeller all, Plaza was was huge. And are all socialists. Yeah, yeah. But see, Gatos actually showed and, Taught like uh, artists like Jackson Pollock, who later on became the most renowned modernist painter that the US used and the CIA backed for individualism and the branding of this modern democracy. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, interesting. Susan right? t-
0: Sontag, to all my fans out there, or to all the listeners, to all my Susan Sontag fans out there, not to my fans. Um, is also part of that CIA thing. There's a book called uh, uh, Flinch or something about it. I haven't read it, but it's pretty mm. interesting. That, But that is interesting that that's like become a... It's funny how like the CIA does things and then they slowly reveal it later <laughs> or it becomes known and accepted fact years later. And, you know, like basically they put like... What they do, I think, is that they put... They release information in such a way that it's like 75 years after the fact <laughs> so, everyone so, died. <laughs> so anybody that was old enough to be upset about it is dead and everybody that is is was young enough to still be alive doesn't remember that shit at all it's crazy but yeah like it is such a thing it's just such a wild thing because sontag is like taught so much in academia and no one ever fucking talks about that wow. you know and it i think it's relevant i mean at least in in the like it doesn't necessarily invalidate her work and i'm actually still not even clear if she was used as a puppet or at like if she was aware that she was working with it you know because they do fucking shady shit but anyway well
1: and and the mural is doing the same thing it did in the church yeah right, to indoctrinate people into that way of thinking yeah right so for example to me what's always interesting is our revolutionary painter shepherd ferry mm-hmm. and white graph artist right and you know obey was
0: kind of make it
1: make it make <laughs> advertisements for obey yeah no that's when it obey went, your yeah, thirst yeah, yeah for you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. um soda or what have you selling soda so mountain dew um
0: i think it was right was it Sprite? Yeah. Okay. Obey your thirst, bro. Yeah,
1: it's obey, it's, I, obey I taught, do,
0: do you remember the commercial with the guy that says Buffy? <laughs> Not really. I don't. Okay, never mind.
1: But to me, when I see those murals that he did now, be, they become almost the mapping point of gentrification. Yeah. And and the marking and and the and neoliberalist art.
0: Yeah. No.
1: That takes away all of what. Uh, the radical, the, the political iconography is now usurped and is now part of like that that movie They Live, you know, where you put on the glasses and you could read the subtext of the imagery uh-huh. and which was actually Obey and that's where he got the font from, right? Yeah. And then now the subtext to Obey is actually like...
0: Well, now that once he did the thing for Obama, he's like part of the system now. So he he literally, he... he he subverted his own original message right because like i remember when before like people were like like when people i remember going through the period where people were like yo did you see that who's this guy that's doing the andre the giant shit right like or or maybe maybe that was known and i just became aware of it like years later because i don't actually know when he was making this stuff
1: But probably '90s, right? '94, '92. Yeah.
0: So then around that time, that's when I heard about it, and I thought that 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 at the time I was like, "Oh, it's interesting. It is sort of subversive. You've got this uh, dead icon who's a wrestler who's like known for being too big for like you know consumes insane amounts of wine, (laughs) and 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 uh, and like uh, like we loved him. Yeah, we loved him, and he's and uh, and and. Having him just say like on these things like it was a little punk, it was a little bit thing. It was a little tongue in cheek. To, once you start making it a brand, I'm a, a hundred. He changes the context of it. It's almost like he should have just done something else, you know. Like his brand should not have been Obey, and then it would have still had its context. Even though I mean I get what you're saying. It was always about gentrification and about. Um, Pushing people out, right? Like, cause no, if- no,
1: no, no. I, I didn't say in a way that it, it was always about gentrification. I was saying that where the mural is located becomes a mapping point of gentrification. So in the fact that because it's like this, the aesthetics of this, of this hipster, mm-hmm. you know, who likes to be cool and political, you know... In a
0: neoliberalist he, way. But was he in the 90s? Is that, are you saying he, that, that the 90s was that? Or do you think it was just a kid that didn't really necessarily? Now I, I I think, think now I think he's definitely aware and I think he's playing the game for sure. I agree with you on that. But do you think in the context of the 90s he felt that? Did we even have the term hipsters? We've had hipsters since the thirties. So yeah,
1: like jazz hipsters and all that, you know, it's like, we love our hipsters as much as we hate them. Right. Hipsters are, are the cool kids who are now like, but were the hipsters hanging out in leisure? Were right? the hipsters like, white,
0: the white guys that hung out at the jazz? No, a lot of them were black.
1: Okay. Black okay, jazz. okay. Yeah. The early black jazz hipsters. Right. Yeah. So
0: it's you a know? word that's kind of changed because
1: I just hip, think hip of white people. Cat, you know? Like, a, yeah, right. You know, but, but it's, but it could be like, black kids or brown kids that have the money mm-hmm. that have their, their education or the trust fund and get to hang out all day at the cafe or like at the rest at the restaurant or you know i don't but, know uh, i don't but, know like a, i get it's what it's you're funny s- how we create this list. i like, 100 s-
0: no i get i get what you're saying but i also think that there is the, I I get I get it. Uh, the the, hip, the hipster is not exclusive to white people, but I do tend to think about. And I think most people, when they imagine a hipster, they're not thinking of a black guy, <laughs> yeah. for whatever racist reasons that we have that programming, right? <laughs> like you know, like I'm not saying that that's right, but.
1: It's like some little cute white sloppy girl. But it's interesting. <laughs> Just but, rolls out so of bed. Many,
0: but so many <laughs> artists are hipsters. So and I and, and I and you kinda hit on something that I think about a lot, which is like, okay, granted, you probably didn't come from and a lot, not every artist comes from uh wealth, right? Yeah. Like, but a lot of the, them do. And there is some level of leisure activity. And I think that like, you know, okay, because in school, I talk about this all the time they don't necessarily teach you the business of being an artist. And I think that has a little bit to do with tenure where it's like these people that are teaching you don't necessarily live in the real world. They're part of academia, this sort of like ivory tower, right? Uh, Even as much effort as they're trying to do to to de ivoryfy it. Mm -hmm. But it is really interesting because I interview people and I interview artists and like a lot of them are poor, but like, or or a lot of come, a lot of them come from poverty and are, uh, you know, and I do not. So I, it's a different perspective, but a lot of them do. And it is a little bit of a privileged position. So it is funny that like you described hipsters in sort of the way that in my head, I think about artists, which is like, they got a little (laughs) bit of money, (laughs) you know, but then that also points to the fact that you're actually, you mentioned that you're making a living off of it. So I think that that mentality, you know, like, can you maybe talk about your capitalist inclinations or like survival inclinations within the capitalist system of being an artist? Sure. Yeah. Cause, Cause I mean, I, I do feel like you do have some, I mean, I almost assume that Latinos have some, are a little bit more left-leaning unless they're like, you know, super Catholic. Mm-hmm. They tend to be left-leaning. That's a fair assessment. I mean, don't, comment and be like this is not scientifically <laughs> yeah 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 but i think typically like most people are either reacting to catholicism that are latino or Im- embracing it you know like reacting it in the same way that satanists wouldn't exist if there was no catholicism
1: okay well i would say this left or right is mm. you know and that binary is interesting but i'm more interested in those nuances mm-hmm. where you're like you know, um, like I said, in, let's say, Shepard Ferry, for example, thinking he's the most left artist there is.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. But in
1: reality, it's the aesthetics of the left,
0: mm-hmm. but it's I think not
1: you know. acting as, it's politics. It's not yeah, yeah, acting yeah, yeah. out the politics. It's neoliberal, which is what, it really, I think
0: you nailed right? it. I think, I think I definitely understood that. So
1: that art form of neoliberalism which came about in the early 90s, right? That that I'm aware of, like, with... Um,
0: the Beautiful Losers kind of group? Well, yeah, or,
1: like, with advertising, you had Benetton, right? All of a sudden, it's like all these people of color that are models, too. And it wasn't only the white kids anymore. It was,
0: like, black kids, too. Do you remember the one, one know, with the, de- with the, the black no Latinos? <laughs> Did you see the one with the black kid that had the devil horns? I don't, that was a scandal yeah. back in the in the eighties because I was still living abroad. But yeah, wow. yeah, they 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 also played with that shit and it was kinda it was it was racy.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I think to me that was interesting in the fact that um living in the United States, we were still not included necessarily as mm-hmm. Latinos in it. It was still very like
0: black and white. Yeah. Paul Francisco era of comedy. <laughs> Well, that went pa- right Pablo right. Francisco the, or and and there's just a bunch of really great comedians that would talk about their auditions and how every time oh. they auditioned they had to play like <laughs> they were like had to button up the top shirt and leave the shirt you know which was the way that which the, was the, the chica cholo the, the cholo look at the time yeah
1: wow yeah oh that's a whole other conversation that's so yeah. interesting right because you, uh, they also provided the aesthetics for like the suicide the suicidals you know which was a punk cholo fusion, yeah, yeah. you know, and that style. And, and, um, so anyhow, like, I think also, you know, you have to think about postmodernity and the access to so much information and the for us to be able to, uh, recontextualize and, and cannibalize, um, tropes and aesthetics and histories of art and and uh, oh my god re- yeah. reformat them you know like using the example of shepherd fairy and then um you know using stuff from they live andre the giant or the misfits all things that we know and we're comfortable and they're supposed to be subcultures mm-hmm. and now they're they're re-contextualized re and then now it's supposed to be like a like a lefty cheeseburger you know chili burger mm. you know thing. No, i get like, what you're saying and and but at the same time
0: it's just but then isn't it just
1: bad it, it, it's because it's pop and it's now been co-opted in so many ways by so many people that it's like
0: is there a way of doing like that like without sauce. getting co-opted like if you if you, let's say you become a famous popular Let's say you reach his, his same scale. Is there a way to do that without becoming part of that neoliberalist system? And that's, a, a, that's an interesting car- question in terms of, like, I think well, it's, a class, Muhammad, yeah. it's a class question, right? Like, once you reach a certain level of class. No, I don't, I don't, well,
1: okay. Let, let's look at... Let's you can get your bag Muhammad in... Muhammad Ali. Okay. He has mythical status. Look at Mike Tyson, like. Do you
0: have examples of artists that have that kind of status that you feel hold up? Um, I might not know them. I'm just I'm just curious. And I'm not pushing back aggressively. Okay, I just well, want to flesh it okay. out.
1: I would say, like Jean-Michel Basquiat, the way he lived his life, mm-hmm. but what they they ended up selling his work to now be like fashion and all this stuff, right? But he never... He knew he had to sacrifice his life in order for his work to be mythic. Mm-hmm. Once the work got mythic. How did he die? Heroin overdose. Okay. But I think there was something inside of him that knew that he had to like go out mm-hmm. in
0: that way. Who are these fucking people that produce so much work in their youth that they can just die? <laughs> Goddamn, that's prolific. That's yeah. that. You got you to give that up.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's how uh, he was just a shooting star, man. If uh, I died right now, my my out.
0: retrospective would be so
1: small. Uh, <laughs> wow. I mean, mine would be big, but no one would give a fuck
0: compared <laughs> to his.
1: Like, so, I mean, the audience would be done. No.
0: so I mean, I'm just saying, like, um, no, I get what you're saying, but it is it it's well, because it is it. Uh, all right. To me, this is interesting. And the reason I ask the questions is in my perception of, uh, or in my perception of the world as it is today, my understanding is that once you reach a certain level, a certain class, it's almost impossible to not be neoliberal in your politics, in the sense that I feel like neoliberalism is less about left or right, because it's actually right-wing ideology and we just treat it like it's left-wing like that's why every latin american country is to the left of us it's margaret thatcherism right mm. like it's not left wing it is a rebranding of some very neoconservative ideas with it, you know and it it is a real fucking problem that feeds into it, it feeds into imperialism in this way and i think that once you hit a certain level of success like let's say I don't want to call out any artist because I, but like of the status of, uh, say someone that shows at a hazard and worth, right? Like once you reach that place, how can you, how can you make that kind of money and still be a full on leftist? You know, it's sort of like those guys that, that become huge uh, socialist YouTubers and buy $3 million homes and then they get called out on it. And I'm not like, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not trying to call out anyone's bag because we lit. Like I'm hu- trying, I'm dealing with these questions now because I'm trying to hustle this show because I know that, like, honestly, it's not that hard to just make a lot of content from long form content.
1: And whoa, 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 whoa. hold up, pause, 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 pause.
0: Okay, fi- I'm sorry. I don't, I... No, let me get back. Okay, i finish I'm t- it. Uh, sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm tying it back. So what I'm saying is that as you're trying to hustle and make it up to the next level. Uh, you know like let's say i want to be an artist that makes a hundred thousand dollars and i'm not even trying to do that off of my art but let's just say that that's an end goal right um how do you do that without sort of having to reassess the way that you value money and value people and you're separating yourself by making more money in a sense, right? Because now you have power. Like it's almost like you can't give every homeless person you see on the street money. You can't feed your entire family, not in this economy, <laughs> unless you become like Jeff Bezos, right? Like you can't feed your fa- parents and then your, si- your your little sister and then your you know, like all, all of the people. So what I'm, what, I guess what I'm asking is like, because you are someone that actually makes a living uh you know with your artwork uh how do you how do you navigate that I, and i think survival plays into it right but how do you navigate without like playing within a game that is counter to your ethics like capitalism right
1: okay wait, wait, wait hold, okay you said, you said a lot a lot a lot let me try to First of all, I never said I was against capitalism.
0: No, no, I'm not saying I'm not okay. saying that you that you are. I'm saying in okay. terms of like having those values, have it, like we're talking about how do you not become a neoliberal? I, uh, how do you not become Shepard Ferry? Cuz I, I would say Shepard Ferry is in that $100,000 camp. Uh, he's a millionaire. I mean I mean
1: and up, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like I mean look, 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 look. Okay. Let me um... <laughs> Shepard Ferry is an example because he's a popular figure that everyone could kind of connect with, right? Mm-hmm. And and like you say, people are using similar tropes, you know, whether it be um, Sam Durant, you know, also making political work within, you know, like, let's say the context of Blem and Poe or these international art galleries and all that. I mean, I get it. I get these systems, mm-hmm. right? I get the contradiction once again, what we were talking about when I was D- in the Navy,
0: right? Um you, you seem to be an expert on these. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, the, the thing... Um, and I'm not, I'm not uh, a, a saint. <laughs> I'm trying to... to None to, of us are to, saints. To, heal, or... to, to re- reconcile it for myself as I try to do it. You know, as I try to at least make a living, you know, off of the art scene.
1: The thing is, is that you cannot have a strong community without an economic base. We, mm. we need an economic base. You know, we need to flourish as a community, right? I would like to be able to sell these paintings that I make for what they're worth to me because I put a lot of labor and time into them as you know, not only physically to create it, but my entire practice to get to the point to produce you know this works. And I would love for there to be a market so that The works could even create more wealth for, you know, future generations, you know? Um, So, we are using these different systems, right? And trying to, like, get ours with them, Mm -hmm. you know? And I say use whatever you can, right, to survive and figure it out. Like, I'm not so interested in um, these binaries of good and bad or left and right and and all that because it's like, you have to make a left and a right and go straight up and down and a curve like to get anywhere. (laughs) Like, you know, that's life. Like, you know, so I'm not going to be this staunch, you know, like no, no, the, the dogma, not, right?
0: I'm not saying you are. I'm saying like, how, how do you, because it, it is. No, but, yeah. but that's
1: what I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not trying to like judge people in that way. Like you have to be this way or you have to do this or do that one. But at the same time, it's important for us to be critical, mm. critically minded, right? But more importantly, we have to figure out our value systems in order to get where we want. Okay. And then we need to figure out our value systems because then you're going to create a community Mm -hmm. because community people like to hang out with people that share the same values. And then when you share the same values, you need to figure out where you want to get to. What is that strategy to get there? Mm -hmm. And that I think is going to help to build stronger communities. It's okay to make, I, I have made over a hundred thousand dollars, a year sometimes, and other times I haven't, mm-hmm. you know. And when you think about it today, that's not that much money. No, it's shit. Right? <laughs> You're still struggling with it if you make a hundred thousand a year. Yeah, it's fucking what's nothing. That, what's that like? A, what, it's mm-hmm. less than what? Ten thousand? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I believe me, dude. I, I've, I've, come on, dicen que al veces que. El pato nada y el besos que ni agua bebe. Yeah, yeah, no, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Peaks and valleys, and and like I live that life. And sometimes I'm I'm, you know, dropping coin and buying the drinks. And sometimes I'm I'm, counting quarters, <laughs> you know, literally, <laughs> and yeah. like, you know.
0: Well, I think you answered the question well because I think that from everything I know. There's really not a, a community associated with someone like Shepard Fairey, right? Like I don't, I don't know who his crew was. I saw his work at uh, at the um, at the Geffen thing, the the street art uh, mm-hmm. show that they did, mm-hmm. which was pretty interesting. I enjoyed the show, but I don't, I I just kind of felt like his stuff was just by there by itself. And my sister, <laughs> my sister was there with me. I don't know what Shepard Fairey looks like, but she she was like, "Who is this annoying ass asshole explaining all this work?" and and she turns around and it was him. <laughs> uh. So I guess he had some friends there and he, she was explaining he was explaining the scene to them but my my sister was just like, "Oh." I know. Yeah, so I don't know, I mean, I've never even heard the dude talk, so I don't want to cast this purchase, but I thought that, I, that that's definitely a funny story to share.
1: Yeah, I I mean, to me what's interesting is just like like I'm saying the the layers of like um of subtext. Yeah. And then how the cultural industries will co-opt and cannibalize your work, you know, eventually. Yeah. I mean, and, and how we participate in, I mean, I've gotten dirty myself, you know, like I've done stuff that I don't even want, that I don't really remember right now.
0: (laughs) That's okay.
1: (laughs) We're not, we're not, my my mind will will just like eject it and throw it into the trash can (laughs) bin in my brain (laughs) so that I could survive but I'm sure people that are watching this are going to remember like the dirty shit that I've done <laughs> that I'm not the proudest of, yeah. but at the same time, like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all trying to make a living. And sometimes people dangle the carrot and you just jump. No.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's you need nice to, eat.
1: to have the cachet to say no. Yeah. Or the education to say no or the support to be able to say no, you know, the the clarity to say no, right? But when you're in a desperate situation, you're very it's very easy to say yes to something. Yeah. Because you're desperate. You're not yeah. thinking straight. And it's hard. And when you're living life as an artist, not producing capital the way you should, a capitalist system is gonna discipline you. Yeah. Yeah. And those bills are gonna come with a fine. And your lights might get turned off and you're going to be tripping and figuring out, you know, it's so, you know, I, I have more empathy mm-hmm. now. Um, the more I study history, I'm more interested in, wow, that's why they did that rather yeah. than, oh, they're the evil ones for yeah. doing that.
0: It's more yeah. like, no, you know. What's well, funny. You talked about freedom earlier and it is, there's so that is such a nebulous word too. You know, it can mean so many different things, right? Like to so many different people. Even depending on where you are in this country, <laughs> freedom means different things, right? And wow. some people will be like, "You can't say that," and some people will be like, "Like, no, censorship is bad," and and that can even flip from left being a left. To a right thing, right? Like when we were growing up, the left was uh, anti censorship.
1: Well, I, 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 you make me think right away of John Tradell, who would say, Everybody wants freedom, nobody wants responsibility. Yeah. And it's like, Wow. Okay. Yeah. I get it. You know, like, yeah, it, like, you know, it's like uh, Kanye West now, right? Yeah. Like Excuse me. His name is Ye. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you look at Ye and you just think, wow, I'm just, this is a, a train wreck happening yeah. in front of my eyes, like, and I can't turn away.
0: To because... me, that guy is so lonely. That guy, all yeah, I, all it's I, I it's, you know, he's got nobody. He just has nobody. And then people just come in and then like, they act like they're, they're cool with him. And then they're, they're the new people that he's he, like, you know, cause they're co-signing him it's crazy i like i've i've never seen someone that i that i felt is so lonely
1: and you could be a billionaire but you can't buy the love yeah. of your wife or your kids you can be super fucking talented you and know, you can't like, like you can't it, it won't you're still alone yeah you can't like walk out and just like kick it be chill like you know um that's what i'm saying like you have to it, it's
0: it's so sad. It's so
1: tragic, right? It's so sad for that. What you think
0: you want? It it like it's so sad for that guy because nobody is gonna take him seriously anymore, um, and it's almost like people won't even let him. Like he the, like he did a interview with um, what you call it with the guy that got fired from CNN, uh, Chris Cuomo, mm. <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, God damn, yeah! You've fallen. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you have fallen, bro. And, and why?
1: You... Why do you think he fall? He yeah. fell because we all put him up on a pedestal yeah, to yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Because they're... and he got away with this so many times, man. <laughs> he got, he got, he fucked with so much shit. Like he said, and I just, I think that he also just never learned you know?
1: So, so real quick, before we go off into this this horrible left, the right turn, um,
0: well, he's an artist that is just fucking, it's a little relevant, but go ahead.
1: What's interesting is, like, now I I just turned 50, you Mm -hmm. know, so thinking on my life, like, damn, like, (laughs) I've, this is how I've made my living. It's been very slow and steady, Mm -hmm. but it's, still coming at a rise right so in that way i just thought like wow it it's really happened at a pace that i i can endure and i can enjoy I'm still very hungry mm. you know but it's pushed me to where i still have that eye of the tiger you know and willing to work hard to get it because i still don't feel like i've arrived and could just mm. be like dealing with what yay deals with Mm. you know but so many younger artists like are now dealing with a market that's there for them and waiting you know for the young fresh like new you know latinx art you know to come out and 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 now that's the whole like thing you know so that's what's interesting, like
0: what what what's the culture? How do you feel about um neoliberal push to address diversity at all uh, at, uh, at the expense of class in the sense that, like we're seeing people get we're seeing more brown people. On television, like n- like you were saying that you didn't used to see. I forgot what we were referencing. What was, it? It or was silver
1: spoons, silver spoons. Or, yeah. Know.
0: Like, and I can relate to that a little bit. And or
1: if there were people of color, they played these fucked up roles. Like, yeah, yeah. different strokes. You know, like r- not, rich white millionaire rescues two little brown, uh, two black um, orphans. You know, and well now and now saves we got, them from we got living pe- in the ghetto. <laughs>
0: right? Well, but I mean. Do you find media any less condescending now to marginalized groups?
1: Uh, let's see. I'm sure we can find some good, good stuff.
0: No, we don't have to find it. But but, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem, it seems like, it doesn't seem like the correction is any less neoliberal you know to 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 keep that theme going in terms of like we're still going to rape and pillage countries outside but we want people to feel included in the citizens, in being citizens right of this like sort of uh um you know like i don't want to say crypto fascist but like we do have like a pretty intense partnership between corporations and our government that is like very intense and pretty unconstitutional and it's crazy to me how people are like just cheering it on because they're getting to see, like, you know, Black Little Mermaid. <laughs> like, people are fighting that fight and they're not like, oh my God, you guys don't see what's happening? <laughs> Wait until the homophobe takes charge of this whole machine of censorship that you are more than happy to help, you know?
1: <laughs> you just reminded me right now, how <laughs> this exhibition for the 50th anniversary of. <laughs> I was just like child labor. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. No, it's like a
1: <laughs> part of our culture. Wow. Like you know. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But there's child labor. It's crazy. It's it's, it's a, new, you know like fast fashion. We don't even think of
1: it. Like you know. Like <laughs> like you know. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is to live in. <laughs> it's 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 it, definitely confusing. In, I would say. in the midst of neoliberalism, right? Yeah. Like
0: it's manic. It's fucking. Uh, it's manic depressive, dude. It's bipolar and definitely.
1: Well, it can and it can't be. Like it shouldn't be, because we come with a legacy. So, for example, you just reminded me. This might be a good thing and a way to to think about before we end. Is there's a Tangva story that's over like. Are you talking no, about? No. Okay. But before time in memorial, like, I mean, it's, it's a thousand pound, thousand year old story mm. about a coyote story and the coyotes looking around the village and he says, Hey, what's up? Like what's happening to everybody? Everybody is starving. And the grandma goes, Oh, coyote, it's the giant. He's starving everybody. Oh, where's the giant? I'm going to kill him. Oh, Coyote, come on. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously, give me a bat. I'm going to kill him. Oh, Give me a machine gun. I'll kill him. And she's like, oh, Coyote, Coyote. He goes, what? He goes, you're already in him. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, like, "Yeah, these people already, like, you can put neoliberalism. You can put whatever the giant is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like chill out, dude, we're all in it already. We're all having to survive in it. Instead of just judging each other and stuff, like figure out your relationship with it and, and, and learn from other people's mistakes and successes Mm -hmm. and like move on, you know, like, and, and, and appreciate the journey for what it is. And, and we're so blessed to just like have what we do have, you know? And, um, And, and do it for the seven generations or more to come. And in respect to the seven generations that came before us, you know, because we are very lucky to have that connection to our culture and our spirit. And believe me, like the predator, the giant wants that because Mm. it's the most valuable thing that truly is power, you know, and it's coming for it and you get to give it away. Or not or sell it, you know. Yeah. As a person.
0: No, I mean it is it is definitely an inescapable reality. The that neoliberal reality. But I do I I do agree with you that there is a way maybe that it's always going to corrupt you to some degree, but there's a way to not enable it at the expense of others, which is what kind of what you were alluding to or what I felt like you were alluding to. I don't want to accuse, make accusations about what you were saying about Shepherd Ferry, But I do think that like, yeah, I think there's it's also valid to just be like, hey, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of that, that just went south, you know, specifically. <laughs>
1: Right, this is living.
0: <laughs> neoliberalism, Boy heights, baby, <laughs> neoliberalism at work. Um, but yeah, like it, I think it is interesting to sort of. I guess what we've been doing is processing our relationship to the. Neoliberal establishment by assessing the work of one particular artist, which I think is a healthy thing to do, you know, like to to just be like, yeah, this guy did this, this, these are the pitfalls. Like you said, learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in terms of like, uh, it's not, you're not hating on something and someone just because you're criticizing or thinking about it critically.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm I'm using him as an example because no, like, no, yeah, yeah. he's a popular figure. But um, I don't
0: feel like you hate him. I don't feel like. Yeah, uh, I don't I, even know him. Yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: if I, if, because the degree of separation is so much, then I could like really talk about him in that way. But if I knew him, then I would be more like, all right, that's yeah. a nice guy. He does donate money to a lot of, you know, different. <laughs> I'm sure causes he means And well. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I know the road to hell is paved with good intentions and all that. I know that. He's also not Latino. I mean, th- there's yeah, a, there's and a so- lot of white kids are put into this position no. like this country does like to be the face of rock and roll or the face of graffiti. When the uh, in reality, it was a lot of people of color that were the ones who like are the yeah. foundation of it. But whatever. Um, it's just that like don't think you're radical and get stuck at that. That's more of what I'm trying to do is like push yeah, you yeah, out yeah, of yeah, spinning uh, your wheels in the mud thinking you're
0: trying to stay radical and thinking and, you're yeah.
1: radical because you have a Obey t-shirt yeah, you know yeah. that you bought at yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Mervin's for
0: no that was never radical the Obey t-shirt was never radical <laughs> but cool man well I really appreciate the conversation it's definitely been very interesting I like that I didn't even have to lead the way because I knew that like uh, Latino talks are always like this like, like this is the shit that th- when white people aren't around and especially if it's someone that speaks spanish this is what we talk about nah, <laughs> it comes up, right. right i think we talked about this shit the first night we met <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's just what's interesting it's like it's it, you know it's like two white people talking about who their favorite democrat is <laughs> or no it's it, actually it's more about it's more like Listening to two Democrats talk about who their least favorite Republican is because we're talking about the problems with being an American that understands like the fucking, that has a toe outside of it, right? Like, I don't, I don't have- Yeah, we
1: didn't even get to talk about, okay, this is the whole thing. The yeah. gaze is so often from the east to, the, to west. the west. Yeah. When we're coming at it from the south to the north and the north to the east, you know? Yeah, Like yeah. making our way out in that gaze.
0: We're part of the global south. Mm. I think, right? I mean, I don't think it's the southern hemisphere. It start the global south doesn't start at the southern hemisphere. Maybe we're not. Anyway, but it is. It is definitely uh, a crazy thing. And and, and real quick, the, yeah. the thing that's interesting about
1: that, just bringing it back to arts and as thinkers and everything, and, and living in the study that we do, it's almost that I was thinking of it as like, you know, where you have a an, uh, generator and an alternator, mm-hmm. you know. And the complexity of like what the the alternator compared to the generator, what it's doing twice the amount of relaying information or or power, you know, energy, you know, because we're responding and we know like the roots of, you know, Latinidad or, you know, uh, indigenismo, you know, and and being indigenous to this land and having the family and and colonialism and all that. And then also dealing with the U.S., and then being you know, part, of, part that- of black culture, being such a part of our, our culture as well, yeah. you know, that, that they've, you know, provided us so much. But, Excellence.
0: uh, but you know, you, like just the question of, it, do you have papeles? Like is such a, it, that is not, you know, aquí in California, people get very hung up on like... Ha, ha, on on holding their arm up to yours, which they don't realize is actually kind of racism. Being like, huh. I'm whiter than you, right? Uh. And it, and and it's and it's an interesting thing because like you were, you've ta- you've talked about the seven generations before the center gen- I don't know my generations. I know my grandparents. That's it, because of this embargo. This embargo has ha- ha- kept me from understanding my history. I've had to look it up online. I, uh, I I know the Proenza is a Portuguese name that comes from a town in Portugal. Uh, and most Proenzas are Cuban. And that's one of the things that no one ever really talks about because there is a cultural generation, there is a unifying cultural thing where it's like, I'm not just Cuban. I am part of a colonialized, uh, um, of a colonial system that injected us with language and religion and stole our wealth that way. You know and it's and and it's it's interesting in that sense because that is sort of the underlying understanding that Latinos have like it's like you like I don't know whatever I'm I was gonna say different cultures they see each other and they can recognize it and I think that that happens between Latin American cultures I don't think like i mean yeah we have a rep for being like cubans hate puerto ricans and stuff that's more of a generational thing i think like when i meet a puerto rican i'm like okay i want to hear your perspective of the u.s Mm -hmm. because that is a very interesting perspective that you're not going to get from someone from michigan right they're not going to understand america as an entity the same way That's someone from Puerto Rico who is a territory and gets fucked versus somebody that is, you know. And there's so many countries that are either now socialist or were recently socialist, but have been, you know, like Brazil was right-wing after a fucking scandalous thing and now they're left-wing again. I can't even keep up with who has like a left-wing government. Mm. It's, (laughs) and every time they flip right-wing or a lot of times, like in Honduras, it's a coup, you know, and it's the Clintons, it's the Democrats doing it. It's So it's a very interesting thing people do not realize how right-wing and fascist they are in this country and that's what i like about talking to latinos even the ones that are conservative are more left in terms of foreign policy a lot of times they may be not they may not be for uh, immigration the same way like that is something that's ugly with uh, with latin american people where they're like they want to not let other people in after they're in you know they pull up the rope but in terms of like understanding foreign policy i think a lot of people get it
1: you know you just what you bring up is very interesting in the fact that like wherever your ancestors came from it was always people that were willing to move right jump on a boat travel Mm -hmm. across the world to a place they've never seen and follow a dream for something better because they were over what was happening yeah. in the place they were from, and that lust for life is what connects us all so much. Because yeah. if not, you would be
0: la música, la la comida, todo eso. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, dude. That's like I mean, there's nothing better than going to someone's like to someone of another Latin American culture's cookout, you know, you're just chilling there and you're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, you call it that? I call it this. You know, like churrasco, people, it's flank steak, but people out here don't, don't, don't don't fuck with churrasco. In Miami, that's like the hugest thing, you know? Wow, then, And then we have masitas de puerco, you guys have carnitas. And then, oh, al pastor, bro, that shit does not exist in Cuban culture. But look, right there, pork. Pork is a unifying thing, why? Because Pigs are easy to keep on boats. Mm, yeah. You know, so very easy to domesticate animal and stuff. So it, there's so many things about Latin American culture. I'll probably have you back on just because I like talking about this shit and I'm usually interviewing a lot of white people. Uh, I mean, not, not like... Uh, it. it, it not in a pejorative sense, but like people that I can't talk to the, to them about this. And I just usually end up telling them that the empire is bad without <laughs> without fully convincing them. <laughs> but man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, anything that I can plug for you? I, I don't know when it's going to come out. It might come out after, but we'll leave the plug in so people know that you're hustling.
1: Yeah, no, just, uh, I mean, you could check out my work on Instagram. I, I have a website, uh, Mr. Raul
0: Baltazar. Uh, at Mr. Raul Baltazar Instagram and your website, uh, Raul Baltazar. Raul Baltazar.
1: And uh, yeah, I'm always, you know, I don't know. Different she, exhibitions are coming up. We'll we'll see um, what happens. And uh,
0: if, do you have? Are you represented by anyone in particular, or are you just uh, hopping around? No,
1: no, I've never been represented by anyone. That's in, pretty in a good that you're, that you're making it making you know, it work, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna start teaching at Otis a mural pa- painting class. Mm-hmm. You know, one class. And I teach with Ola Heart of Los Angeles, to youth in MacArthur Park area.:
0: We talked a little bit about yeah. that. There's a lot of really cool programs out here in l a that don't exist in other places yeah. to like give arts access to people.
1: It's good to teach, and um you know slowly, like i said i'm 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 um, going to be getting into some good exhibitions to be announced later. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens with the art market. yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe that'll be the follow-up one and we
0: like t- cool yeah man did he make it or not <laughs> did he become shepherd fairy did he become
1: a capitalist pig
0: now he makes carnitas <laughs> <laughs> all right man it's been a pleasure all and right, thank man. you guys for checking out the show uh, we will be back next week with another artist and another interesting topic that may or may not be related to art it always kind of is though i mean that's the trick right thanks guys